Welcome to These Are Good Days with Leanne Miller and Matt Barris. Well, Matt, your house has been full of birthday cake the last couple weeks. (laughs) As we have so much sugar in our house right now. Remy's, this is kind of, this is my good day, is Remy's birthday was recently. And you know, birthdays linger. And so we've had so much sugar in the house, so much princess stuff. Um, my, here's my good day is I love watching things through her eyes. Yeah. I like a three-year-old is such a fun age. Oh, it's such a fun age. Um, she got her first preschool backpack as a gift. You know, she was all about that. Dolls. Mm -hmm. She got some temporary Mm -hmm. tattoos. I actually still have a flounder tattoo from the little mermaid. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Listen, did you ever play with dolls when you're little, like the Ken Barbie or anything like that? No. The only thing I had that's close to that was the, my buddy. Did you ever hear my buddy, my my buddy, buddy. wherever he goes. Mm -hmm. I had a, my buddy. I, I don't know if I still have him. I'm proud of you. I had a, my my buddy. buddy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, I played with, I played with dolls. Yeah. That's great. I liked it. And listen, every little girl goes through a season where she wants to run around with her dolls with no clothes on. I I, I don't what understand. I don't know. Like I used to, I used to just like to undress my dolls, not put clothes back on them. And Remy does the same I, thing. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but maybe it's just maybe it's just that freedom feeling. <laughs> <laughs> freedom. <laughs> no freedom. idea. Okay. What was your good day? It was Remy's birthday. Yeah. All okay. the events surrounding it. She wanted to wear princess dresses. We let her wear princess dresses quite a bit. She wanted to wear princess dresses, but our boys were actually like, you guys, we've had three cakes now because we had one with Mallory's parents, one with my mom, and then you brought one over I to did, our house. I did, I did, and I did. I brought the grocery store kind, you know, oh, with that so white good. frosting that, oh, I could just... Mm. It was so good. Um, We had a Dairy Queen cake, and then my mom made one with her at home, which was precious, and then grocery store they were all different listen i want to i want to give you a random fact daryl miller daryl miller loves to have a piece of cake in his lunch bucket okay but guess what has to come with it oh he can't send ice cream (laughs) a little jar of milk a little jar of milk is that an amish thing i i feel like it is i mean we we never poured milk over our cake but daryl pours milk over his cake like he pours it over cereal okay i mean i don't know i support that i I mean especially if it's dry Mm. Yeah, he just, he likes that milk. I can't imagine you giving Daryl a dry cake, though. Let's be real. No, I don't believe in dry cakes. (laughs) (laughs) If there's something you don't believe in, it's that. (laughs) It's it's a dry cake. It's a dry cake. Mm. The buck stops each with a dry cake. If we're going to put a line in the sand, it's a dry (laughs) cake. Okay, my good day was both of our boys came home recently. It's, it's, It's been a little bit, but you know what? It, I... There is nothing like when your your children have, you know, flown from the nest. Yeah, that's right. Um, and they come back and everybody's under the same roof. It was just so, so great. Yeah. So great to have them both home. Um, Do they ask for like specific oh, things yes, for you to cook? Yes. Oh, yes. Did they? Well, not this time because, you okay. know, we were re- we were in the throes of renovating and yeah. it was a big mess. And so th- really by the time the end of the day came, they just wanted food. They didn't care <laughs> if it was pizza. They didn't care. You know, they yeah. didn't care. And and really, I was also exhausted. So wow, I was you, like. You were in the throes with Yeah, them. I was like, I don't want to do pan fried chicken, mashed potatoes. Are yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So, um, but we ate great. And, and really, you know. You know this about me that breakfast is my jam. That, that's my jam. That's my. Oh, yeah. That's really. I don't want to say it's my meal of choice, but I do love 
a good breakfast plate. Totally. So every morning we just started out with a really great breakfast plate and we just over coffee and visiting and it was really, yeah. really nice. Um, do your children have they taken to Mr. Butters? Because he's your new baby. Oh, they are obsessed. Really? With, oh. I, you guys I'm, are all obsessed with the cat. I'm not sure. I'm not sure who's... I would say probably Joey's more obsessed. Okay. Teddy loves him, and Teddy, like, takes pictures and videos of him and, like, <laughs> laughs at him, him and stuff. Yes. <laughs> um, but Joey actually carries him around like a baby. Aww, like, Joey loves Joey. him. Yeah, Joey That's loves precious. Mr. Okay, Butters. here's my last question. Okay. I am in the middle of parenting where my children are here all the time. So our house <laughs> revolves around our children. Yeah. You are not. No. What is it like when the children, when you and Daryl, you and, I mean, you and Daryl have your routines. Oh, You yes. like, you know, you get into those dances with your partner where you're like. Not literal dances. No, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, We're like, yeah. you know, when oh, he's doing his 100%. thing, you know when he's going to put his laundry in a place. What's it like when your adult children come into your space when you and your spouse have been like in your <laughs> zones and in your routines? Okay. <laughs> It's hard. Yeah. Okay. What's, it's what, hard. What is it? It's hard. It well, well. First of all, I have you know this about you know this about me because obviously you know you don't live with us anymore. No. But but you're in our you're you're more in our life day to day life than our boys are. Yeah. So I have a routine I have in the morning. Oh, I, it's I revolves I, around I, the cat. <laughs> I vacuum every morning. <laughs> I you know I vacuum almost yeah. every day. I. You know, I just have a little routine that I do, and yeah. I have a routine in the evening. And the boys come in, and they it it all goes to shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Jesus, forgive me if that was naughty, but I just it all just goes to pot. They yeah. and and the other we actually kind of got it wasn't an argument, but we it was it was teasing, and then the teasing went a little too far. That I okay. If, if, if I clean up the kitchen yeah. from a meal and we're all tired, right. okay, so we're all tired, you know, all of us are, I'm not going to say we're grumpy, grumpy, but right. you know, we're all tired. I clean up the kitchen and then I go back into the kitchen within 15 minutes mm -hmm. and there's crumbs and powdered sugar and, you know, and I bought really, really nice things because I didn't have time to make right. anything. Right. I bought right. nice things at Miss Amy's Bakery. I know mm -hmm. you love that place too, mm -hmm. but like Miss Amy's Bakery, oh, if you're listening, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> those lobster, those lobster tails, oh, the eclairs, are they that's lobster Mallard's. claw or lobster, lobster tail? Tail. Oh my gosh. I know. I, that's the best thing so far. I feel like I I've had from that. I, I, I loved it, I but there was powdered sugar all over that so i was like guys guys like i don't mind if you i bought this stuff for you to enjoy and eat but right. please wipe the counter clean up after yourself and it's interesting because now they each have housemates so you know they're experiencing life in different ways too they're experiencing not everybody always cleans up after themselves, including themselves. Right, right. But I think what happens is when your adult children come home, there's an expectation that you're just kind of, you're just going to be the one that kind of does it now. <laughs> and, and, and I just, happening. yeah, I, I, it's hard. And, and our house is small. I mean, our house is probably 1,400 square feet. Right. It's, and your boys didn't grow up in your house, so and, they don't have their. No, they don't have their spaces yeah. or whatever, but, um, so in a small house, it gets, it gets a lot smaller if, um, you know, if, 
it gets just a lot smaller. Yeah, if everybody's if, stuff is yes, out and exactly, everybody's in each other's exactly, things. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, was that Teddy my Angel? phone or your phone that, that was dinged? Okay. Who's, who's texting you? Uh, Danielle. Disney Danielle. Oh, Disney Danielle. Disney Danielle. Calm down, Disney Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> um, Disney. Shows up. Yeah. Disney shows up in this podcast every, every single time. I know. I'm um, sorry. No, it's okay. Um, one day I might love it. <laughs> That's funny. Disney, if you're listening. Yes. Oh, please. <laughs> Honda, Disney, listen, Embassy we were, Suites. Listen, we were going to do, we, we yes, got new we bells. we got real bells. We got real bells. You, you ordered them on the Amazon. New bells. So, listen, whenever, that, whenever that sponsorship, <laughs> whenever gonna, that drops, bell ringing right. is going to yeah, happen. That's right. <laughs> okay. So, hey, today we wanted to talk a little bit about grief. And if you know Leanne, even on Instagram and you've um, checked out what's been going on. She has lost a friend recently, a yeah. really dear friend. And really, but really the closest person I've ever lost in my life. Yeah. And um, Amy was a friend of mine, but not to, near to the extent that she was friends mm-hmm. with Leanne. Um, I knew Amy. I knew her, know her family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's a really precious memory about Amy for me is my dad died about eight years ago and when my dad died, Amy does these beautiful, Amy was an artist, mm-hmm. creative. Mm-hmm. So creative. And one of the things she did was she gave me um, a piece of her art that was uh, yeah. a 3D it's butterfly. Up, it's That's upstairs. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah I upstairs. look at it almost every day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so we just wanted to explore grief. But before we really start talking about it, uh, can you just tell us um, about Amy and how much you love her and how her, mm-hmm. what her death looked like for mm-hmm. you and what it, what it feels like now? Well, Amy had a chronic illness, so I mean, so for those of you that are friends with people who struggle with lifelong illness, you know, you you kind of you kind of always feel like you're shaking hands with heaven mm. all the time, right? Mm-hmm. You 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 know that you it's a it's different. It's different than you and I's friendship, Matt, because right. we don't have neither one of us have a chronic illness where we are anticipating that 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 this could happen sooner than than we planned right and so amy was diagnosed at a young age with um a lung condition a chronic lung disease that they just really didn't feel like she was gonna Mm -hmm. live very long Mm -hmm. and then you know you know her husband tim talked about this at the the funeral even that you know she always kind of just said like she just she just wanted to like if she could just get you know she could just graduate college right. if she could just get married if she could just you know and it was like the next thing and milestones then, yeah, yeah and then um she became a mother even mm-hmm. though doctors felt like that would be too hard on her body and um then it was if i could just um he shared this at the funeral if i could just live until they were three because mm-hmm. the first three years are just so formative mm-hmm. and then um the new prayer was if i could just live until they were in kindergarten until mm. they would remember me. And then, um, and then year after year, she would say it o- often, like anything after that is icing on the cake. Yeah. And yeah. so her, her son wrote a post that basically said, you know, we had 20 years of icing yeah. and, and so I That's became, so I know so sweet. I became friends with her, Amy, when our sons were in the sixth, sixth grade mm-hmm. and both of those boys are, are t- 23 now. Yeah. So, um, you know, we had a nice, long, close friendship. It yeah. started with our boys becoming close friends and then our friendship formed, you know, from that. And we, you know, we would there, I mean, really probably every three trips I took to Hilton Head, Amy went with me. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, um, she was just, 
is. I don't even want to say was because she's living still, but just in a different place. And um, she's just not here on earth. So she, she, so talented. I mean, mm-hmm. such a talented artist. Um, so creative. So full of life. Um, so, Energy so, and... so spunky and yes. fun and, and loved really loved scripture and Jesus mm-hmm. so much loved study the study of scripture mm-hmm. um, was taking Hebrew um, mm-hmm. really almost up until the time that you know well she couldn't go anymore because she'd you know become pretty weak but yeah you know she was taking Hebrew and and just loved just loved the study of, of scripture in fact she did those K Arthur Bible studies mm-hmm. and she was always wanting me to be in those books I'm like no I love you but no I cannot <laughs> do the color pencils with K Arthur yeah. I just can't do it yeah. but she just had um, a great knowledge and depth of of you know theology and and faith and Jesus she was just a mm-hmm. really great person and mm-hmm. so fun I think I think one thing that um, people might not have seen, as clear like on say social platforms is how fun she was. Yeah. She was just so witty and so funny and so fun. Mm-hmm. And, and I just really just still, I just can't believe I'm not going to be texting her anymore yeah. or seeing her anymore. It's yeah. just that part of it is just so weird and yeah. hard. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I know all the things I've said that for the last several weeks is I, I know what I believe. I know the, I know the whole, like she is in heaven. She is whole. She is taking big, deep breaths and has a completely healed, wonderful body. And she is not wanting to be here. She's not sad. She's, um, but it does not mean that my heart is caught up with my head yet. I just, I just, and I don't know, I don't know if that'll ever happen, to be honest. I think, I think grief sometimes is just, you incorporate, um, Brene Brown in Atlas of the Heart, she has a section on grief and she talks about the different kinds of grief and the, the one kind that I feel like I'm sure, um, I'm sure that, um, parents who, who experience the death of a child may never, ever have integrated grief it probably it probably even stays in acute grief mm. you know when you're a parent but integrated grief is the result of of the adaptation of the adaptation to the loss adaptation mm. that's the right way to say it right mm-hmm. adaptation when a person adapts to a loss grief is not over instead yeah. thoughts feelings and behaviors related to their loss are integrated in ways that allow them to remember and honor the person who died grief finds a place in their life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's probably where I'm heading is yeah. that grief is just going to find its place in my life. It's going to probably just take up shop there and mm-hmm. reside there because I'll always just long to see her again and right. to have her here. Right. Um, I, I think that, um, that when people say they lost someone and someone responds and saying, well, you didn't lose them. You know exactly where they are. Or sometimes I'll hear people say, I don't say I lost someone because I know right where they are. Right. Well, I have felt the last couple of weeks, like I don't feel she's lost. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm saying, but I have lost. Absolutely. Like I've lost, like, yeah. like she's, she's up there having a good old time. Right. I, I have lost. Right. I, 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 I wanted more of right. her here. And so, um, and I don't, 
think I'll ever apologize for that or, or feel any kind of less spiritual for saying that. Um, I just wanted to have more of her in my life. So, and I think, um, you know, I was obviously (laughs) in preparation for this reading about grief and, you know, we've all heard the stages of grief. That's like a very common thing. Um, and just I was refreshing myself on the stages of grief and they they are denial. So, you know, ignoring, pretending that it didn't happen. Anger um, and anger. This is interesting to me. Anger is a very acceptable emotion, socially acceptable emotion. Yes. So anger is an easy place to camp out. The next one is bargaining where you um, I woulda, coulda, shoulda. I wish that I had more time. Mm-hmm. God, give me more. Um, depression is a part of that stage and then acceptance, which reminds Mm -hmm. me of integration. I think a disservice that we have done to people as we've communicated grief as a community is that there is a linear stage to grief. Yes. And the, and Brene Brown says that in this book, we have done a disservice to people that it really recent research is showing that that is not everybody's grief is like they're that um, she quoted somebody in here that is an expert on grief. Mm-hmm. And he says, everybody's grief is like their fingerprint mm-hmm. that everybody's mm-hmm. grief is very personal and different right. to each of them. And that feels really good to me. Absolutely. Um, I think that the emotions, I think what this is saying instead of, I wish instead of saying the stages of grief, mm-hmm. they would have said the different emotions that can go along with grief. Right. Um, right. Because I think that, I don't think they necessarily come in a linear fashion where they're like, and then you'll experience this and then you'll experience this because then to your point, I think people can start feeling like they're grieving wrong. Right. Absolutely. And I think I know for, for loss that I've experienced um, specifically with my dad is I, I felt three at the same time. Right. Right. And there are still times where I go back to being angry about his death or saying, I wish I could have done this differently. Or maybe I if I would have said this thing, how do you feel like you grieved? Mm. Like if you look back over that, I mean, how long ago did your dad die? Eight years. Eight years. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you, if you look back over that, like that first year, how do you feel like, what did it look like for you? Oh man. I think the first one, yeah, Yeah. and I think the first, for me, it was being okay with how I felt at any given moment. So I remember, there's some very specific things that I remember. Um, One of them was, uh, my dad was in the um, building inspection business, that was his his career, was um, inspecting commercial buildings. And I went, I remember buying my home first house I ever bought I would have been 30 and um he wasn't there and I was just it it like brought up a whole wave of stuff for me where I was like why isn't he here he would have been so helpful this was his thing my dad if there was one thing that people would know about my dad is he was a helper yeah he Mm -hmm. loved helping people and doing things for people and then the other one was um I remember in my backyard, my I was mowing the lawn and my lawnmower stopped working and I'm not a mechanical person and I could not, I tried all the things that I knew how I did the oil and the mm-hmm. gas mm-hmm. and you know, all the stuff. And I remember just sitting down in the yard and just crying and mm-hmm. saying other 30 year olds can call their dad to come mm-hmm. and help them, mm-hmm. but I can't. But then it starts to transition where I'm like, well, 
I have a wonderful father-in-law. Right, right, And right, I have right. your husband. Yes. You know, Daryl yeah. has come over in a pinch when I'm like, what do I do? And I think for me, it's not that I ever, I can be sad about my dad, but also be thankful that there are mm-hmm. things that have mm-hmm. replaced yeah. what I needed from him. Yeah. If that That's makes good. sense. Yeah, that does make sense. And so I think for me, part of gr- my, I would say that my biggest takeaway from grief is I gave myself permission mm-hmm. to feel mm-hmm two conflicting mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. different emotions at the same time yeah, and, and say, that's okay. It's okay to say, um, Amy has the hope of heaven, but gosh, darn it. I miss her. Right. It's right. okay to yeah. feel both yeah. of those, you know? Good. And that's I think true. sometimes we punish ourselves to say that there should be a right answer. Um, but there's not, you know, there's right. not a right answer to right. grief, just right. like the stages you're going to, exp- I actually, um, found a new, a new stages of grief that had seven, um, and I didn't write oh, wow. those ones down, but they added two more. And so I think as we've gotten to know grief as a community of people, and we have experts that study this, I think one of the best things we've done is given people permission mm-hmm. to feel feel their feelings mm-hmm. and kind of just sit with it when you right. need to sit with it and right. say, it's okay. Um, you know, there's times where I'm mad at my dad for not being here. Right. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Right. But then there's times where I'm like, you know what? He is probably, it's probably better for him, you yeah, know, just, right. you know, you can feel all the things at the same time. Right. Um, as I was looking this up, this is really interesting to me. Um, 53% of adults who lost a parent before the age of 20 struggled to find help to get them through their grief. So losing a parent, but before 20, mm. those are pivotal moments. Yeah. You know, I, mm-hmm. Honestly, when I read that, I was like, oh, I was 30. I'm, I'm thankful I had my dad through my mm-hmm, 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, but 54% of people who lost an adult before their 20s struggled to find help. Lost a parent. Lost a parent, lost yes. A parent. Mm-hmm. Struggle fi- to find help with your grief. So what is the what is the answer then? I think the just... answer is, um, one, we need to talk about grief more. Yeah. We need to talk about what it looks like. There are a lot of unhealthy ways that we can manage grief, whether it's addictions or, um, you know, shutting ourselves off from mm-hmm. the world mm-hmm. is not a healthy response. Right. Um, indulgences that are going to are going to upset our bodies and our, you know, our health. Right. Those types of right. things. But but I think sometimes we we often say what not to do, mm-hmm. but I don't mm-hmm. know if we teach people what to, to do. do. I liked your like. Mm-hmm. Um, your three thirty, that yeah. that that trick like three. Yeah. You, you there are people after your dad's death. There were people that you would do a thirty second interaction totally. with about about your dad's death. There were people right. that would get three minutes, and then mm-hmm. there were people that would get thirty. Right. And and I have found that I what I what I found that I do because Amy is the closest person that um in my life who has died is that you know, at first, the first week, I, I, I literally just stuck to home. Like I, I needed, and that's okay. Yeah. And I needed to be home. I needed to make some meals for D and I, I needed to just have the normalcy of the washer and dryer humming and just be home and just, you know, go through pictures. Like I just would sit and go through old videos and pictures and just let myself just be sad. Yeah. Um, and then, I had decided it, you know, I think it's, I think it's wise. I think it's a good game plan that if you've lost someone close to you and you get ready to go out, decide, Mm -hmm. decide how you're going to handle it when people run into you. Because 
from the from the perspective of the person running into you, they don't want to not say anything right. because it's like basically like, do they not know? Right. Like, or and they also are faced with having to say something. Right. 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 So I was at a restaurant recently, and um, after Amy's death, and I. A woman walked up to me and grabbed my arm and said, you know, I follow you on Instagram. I mm-hmm. just love following you and was so sweet. And she said, and her eyes started to fill with tears. And she mm-hmm. said, I just wanted to say how sorry I am about Amy. And I, and, and I was like, thank you so much. And she's like, you know, I lost my best friend um, a few years ago. And we stood right in the middle of that restaurant, like mm-hmm. just standing there in the middle of the restaurant in front of God and everybody. And we both just started crying. Yeah. And I just decided that for people that came up that come up to me and say something, I'm going to hug them. I'm going to thank them. And right. if I, if I feel like crying or I feel like yeah. if the tears are coming, I'm just going to let them come. Right. Because it, I think that, um, to be f- too formal about it, mm-hmm. like be like, Oh, thank you very much. Yes. She was very wonderful. Right. You know, now I'm going to go buy my tomatoes and produce. Right. Thank you. I'm not going to do that. It's not me. Right. Um, and, I'm, and she was such a great person that mm-hmm. I think people feel led. They feel prompted to say something. Right. And I love, I love that. I love that. Yeah. She's so memorable that people want to bring her name up and, and I'll get better at not standing in the middle of somewhere crying, but, um, but you but, don't right. have to either. <clears throat> no. You don't have to. No, especially if if I'm Amy's mom, that's right. going to happen all the time. Absolutely. You know, right? Or I'm her sister. Her, her sisters. Yep. You know, she has two lovely sisters and a lovely brother. That's going to happen to them all the yeah. time, you know, because they're a very close family. Mm-hmm. So I just think to allow yourself to feel what you're feeling is really important. I love that you put together a game plan to say this is mm-hmm. what is going to mm-hmm. happen because mm-hmm. you know... Mm-hmm. That you're mm-hmm. going to face it. You yes. know, there are things mm-hmm. um, that you know people are going to, you're going to have those first. You're yes. going to have your mm-hmm. first interaction with someone. Right. You know, you're going to have your first Christmas. You know, you're going to have your first Thanksgiving. All the firsts you, right. you know right. are going to happen. And you know, in the so opposite. Have a game plan. Right. I think and, that's great. And I'm going to tell you something else. The opposite of this very thing can happen. My dad passed away. I was not close mm-hmm. to my father. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's a lot of history with, with my dad. Right. And, and this is my story. I'm not telling my sibling's story for them. I'm telling my story. Mm-hmm. So my story is, you know, I was not close with my father. I have had people approach me after my dad's death, actually sh- almost shaming me. Right. You know, um, like I had this one girl who I don't do life with. I don't even, I know her from childhood, but I don't know her as an adult at all. Mm-hmm. Come into my DMs and with this long DM telling me, what a hero my dad was to her mm-hmm. and just really in a really passive aggressive way, shaming me. Right, right. And so I was like, Oh no, that's mm-hmm. not going to happen. Not here. Mm-hmm. Not in my, not, not, not on my watch. Right. So I came back to her and said, well, I'm very, I'm very, um, happy for you that you feel that way about yeah. my dad, but I don't feel that way about my dad. Right. And, and I'm allowed to have my own feelings, right? Absolutely. just like you can have your own feelings, right. you know? And I think if you have someone in your life that has died that you weren't close to and people are kind of painting them out to be a hero or mm-hmm. painting them out to be this wonderful person that they weren't to you, mm-hmm. it's okay for you to feel like that is not how Absolutely. it is for me Absolutely. because that's exact that I was, I will not even now to this day, I will not be shamed right. into feeling a different way than I feel about my right. dad. And to that end, that's where the, our, uh, our family, the therapist that saw us all mm-hmm. is the one that gave me that three thirty three tip where you have your 
you have it on the tip of your tongue, depending on the boundaries you have with the person and the relationship right. with you, you have with them, that you're going to give them the 30 second, oh man, you know, I'm glad that my dad was that for you. I didn't yes. have that experience, no, but thank exactly. you for saying something. Yeah. And I, or the and, three minute or the 30 yeah. and, and knowing when to use that, I think that's really empowering Yeah. so that you aren't caught off guard and you don't get 100%. stuck. 100%. You Ex- feel stuck, or- especially if you if you come from a family of dysfunction. If you have some dysfunction, right, and there are some things where you're like, um, "Oh no, like mm-hmm. this isn't how I feel. Mm-hmm. This isn't who they were to me." And I think it, I think in person, especially if it's in person, right, you can just look at that person and say, "Oh, I think this happened to me several times after my dad." Like people would hug me and say, "I'm so sorry to hear about your dad," and mm-hmm. you know he was this, he was that, he was the other, and I would say, "Oh, thank you for sharing." Yeah, you know, and um, you know, thank you so much for sharing, mm-hmm. and and I would keep it very, cool. and and if there was a pause and awkwardness, I would let there be a pause and awkwardness right. because I'm not going to fill the space with things I don't mean right. and that aren't true. Right, and I think I think probably if it's someone you love, here here's how I feel now about Amy. If someone comes up to me and wants to talk about Amy, I will stand there and I will talk and talk mm-hmm, and talk mm-hmm. because I have great stories. We had great times. She loved, she was, you told me one of the funniest stories <laughs> about going to the nursery with her. Oh, that oh, is not oh. podcast appropriate. It has to do yeah, with bathrooming it, 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 accidents yeah. oh, I, in the I middle had of it, Amish country. Listen, I'll tell you what it is. I'll tell you. This is our podcast. Family. Okay. We can tell it's them. up to you. Um, we... Tim makes the strawberry shortcake with the sprouted wheat. Well, I didn't know that that, you know, also yeah. can be like a form a of like, well, just kind of cleaning you out a little. <laughs> and so we go to this lovely Amish greenhouse that your mom knows about, you know about. Yeah. I loved this greenhouse. Yeah, yeah. It has since closed. And I still think that it has a little bit <laughs> to do with, with, with the episode that happened. Go to the, go to this greenhouse and we're right there in the middle of the succulents. And I say to Amy, there, there's a storm brewing. <laughs> I, I'm, I think I'm going to be in trouble here in a minute. So I go outside and I look around. There is no bathroom. At this, right. There is no bathroom at this place. Yeah. And we are in the middle of Amish country. So it is not like I can run up to the 7-Eleven <laughs> or the Bell right. Store. Right. Bell right. Store, if you're listening. Please. If you're listening. <laughs> okay, so I, I, I'm looking around. I think, okay, you know, you know how sometimes you get stomach distress and, and, and it comes in waves. Like you'll be like, oh, yeah. oh it's going to happen any second. I got to run. Like, and then you're like, oh, okay, I'm fine. Yeah. So that's what happened. So I'm in the succulents and I look at Amy and I say, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I have two choices here. It's either going to come right down my leg. Oh my gosh. Or, or I have to find, I have to, I, I have to find a, a, a safe space and she took she had the she had the best way of like emphasizing with her hands and maybe it's her artist hands but she would she would emphasize with her hands and she like point her fingers she said run to the back and so i took off running listen when you're ready to poop your pants <laughs> I was not expecting you that. Run. You run. <laughs> you listen. Also, also, you listen to whoever is going to give you a remedy. <laughs> You're like, I got nothing, Amy. Your advice is all I got. <laughs> it sounded like a good idea. <laughs> I took off running to the back of this lovely Amish greenhouse. And there, there sat an empty... 
five gallon bucket. It was like manna from heaven. What what was I to do? So I just pulled down my bridges right there (laughs) in that greenhouse and sat on that five gallon bucket and just prayed no sweet, innocent 13 year old Amish girl (laughs) comes around the corner. So then I had to get, I'll make this quick, but I had to get Amy to get me paper towel from the the car. She's like, I can't, I can't, my gag reflex. I'm like, listen to me. I'm like, this is where our friendship, this is where the rubber meets the Mm -hmm. road. You cannot leave me on this five gallon bucket, not able to. (laughs) And you never saw Amy again. She just drove away. So she comes back with literally her whole her whole face covered with her arm and her like her in the crook of her elbow mm-hmm. and she she just tiptoes in and just kind of pushes the paper towel toward me and runs it was it was such a good story such a good story we we laughed about and that and then you had to face the Amish family oh, who owned the re- uh, well, or the, owned the greenhouse I had to go out and ask for a host cuz <laughs> I had to clean things up I wasn't about to leave that for somebody to find right? so um yeah now now the whole world knows <laughs> it's it's on the podcast was, everybody knows yeah so um what are some ways when you were what does it look like for you I know that this grief is a long term thing what are some of the things that you were like hey this is what's going to help me right now you know we talked about getting your story ready but what are some other things oh there are a few um first of all daryl your your people your close people you daryl mallory cat like yeah people were keeping in touch with me like yeah. how you doing mama in, like yeah. you know and and um i i I didn't want to necessarily t- talk. Yeah. I, I just wanted to just be, I guess I just wanted to be sad. Like right. I just wanted to be in my feelings and be sad. And, and, and it wasn't expected. Like, I don't think we, I, I mean, she wasn't, it wasn't that she was doing well, well, but it right. wasn't, it wasn't like anybody expected right. this to happen. Right. You know, I think we all kind of hoped she would rally and, you know, she was on a protocol to, mm-hmm. you know, to get, to get a secondary lung disease cured and so and that was just real hard on her so we just all thought you know she's going to go through this pro she's going to come through this protocol and so i think you know and i think whenever we lose someone at at 54 you know or in their 40s or 50s or 30s or 20s you know it's it's hard like you know if you're if your grandmother is 98 and passes away you know listen that clock was ticking you you, kind of knew it was right you know imminent but so I think um, also what was incredibly helpful for me is one of our mutual friends through Instagram, like Amy had never met mm, Meg mm-hmm. in real life. She's from Colorado Springs. She called me up the very next day. Amy died on Wednesday night. She called me up on Thursday and she said, listen, I've got flights up on my screen. Do you want me to come? I'll yeah, fly in tomorrow. And I said, awesome. could you please come? And that, you know, when you're from a really small town in a rural area, and, you know, everybody kind of knows everybody. Everybody knows pieces and parts of a friendship and right, relationship right. and a family. It was nice to have someone who was separated from all of yeah, it. Yeah. That I could just cry. I could say whatever. I could say whatever. She was like, you just say whatever you need yeah, to say to me. Yeah. And that was really, really helpful. It was so also good. helpful, my boys. You know, yeah. our, our boys came um, home soon after um, Amy died. And that was, that really, really, really helped me. Yeah, that's great. Um you know, also just 
just stay home. Right. Being in your pajamas, staying right. home, having some of your rhythms, like have have a good cup of coffee, mm-hmm. like take a shower. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, in grief, I can understand how I can understand how it could be days before right. you get in the shower. But to get in the shower and just let the water run mm-hmm. and just That's um, all you do. Yeah. Just, just do that. it just that was helpful yeah well there were some things that i was reading about online that i that i really loved um for in in regards to coping you mentioned friends and family uh people identify that that is the number one thing that helped them was staying connected to your friends Mm -hmm. and your family Um, a big portion of people also said that they sought their faith that they returned Mm -hmm. to their faith Mm -hmm. or they their spirituality that that was a big part of their healing process um, and obviously support groups and mental health experts. Um, I love some of the support groups. Um, grief share is a really great one yeah. that, um, a lot of churches put on yeah. Yeah. the CDC also gave, I really love these three things that I wanted to share with everybody too, was, um, the CDC actually gave, I thought these were really helpful. Cause when you think of the CDC, you think of like statistics and that's a right, huge right, part right, of what right, they right. do, but they also on their website had some tips for grieving. And so I just wanted to share these three things. Um, the first one is connect with others. So sharing stories or pictures mm-hmm. or finding a time to mm-hmm. honor the person. You know, I think sometimes, um, you know, when my dad died, I was like, I don't, do I want a service? I had no, oh, yeah, I had like right, no desire right, to have right, a service. Right. But it really does set aside time to honor that person mm-hmm. and, and provide some sense mm-hmm. of closure. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's really great. Um, Another thing that they talked about on the CDC's website that I really liked was memories and rituals connected to that person. So creating a memory book Mm, or like compiling. I actually asked you, I don't know if you remember this, but after Amy died, I asked you, do you have some of her art in your home? Because I think it's a a memory, Mm -hmm. like you, you may not necessarily Mm -hmm. want a memory book Mm -hmm. of you and Amy, Mm -hmm. but something tangible that reminds you of her, I think is really special. 100%. And you know, here, here's something that I have noticed with my Instagram community. So many people like I should have ordered that butterfly when I wanted one. I should have gotten, I should have, I should have gotten when she did her watercolors, I should have bought in some of those minis, you know? And I think, um, I would say another thing that I'm so thankful for mm-hmm. is we would take funny pictures. Like yes. we even took, we took, we took terrible pictures. We've taken funny pictures, funny videos. I, I was going through all those. Listen, I know that there are, I know that there are definitely a lot of women that don't like to take their picture mm-hmm. or don't like their picture taken. Please do take it. The pictures. Take the pictures yeah. with your friends and your kids. Take the selfies, take the silly videos because you, you will, you will want them. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm so thankful. I have so many fun, silly, and even great pictures, but I have a lot of, a fun. of, of memories. That's yes. so awesome. Mm-hmm. In regards to like memories and rituals, another one was have an activity around this person. So maybe you mm-hmm. plant a tree mm-hmm. for them mm-hmm. or uh, preparing their favorite meal periodically mm-hmm. and talk That's about good. them while you do that. Mm-hmm. And then the last one was asking for help. So, you know, we are, champions of mental health supports. And so we know that 25%, this was also on the CDC's website, 25% of adults develop depression when they lose someone. And so we know that it's critical to ask for help. So, you know, we can give our armchair, our experience, those types of things, but really a mental health clinician is going to be great to navigate these conversations with you. Um, so, Hey, this is our longest episode. No. Yeah. We're at 40 minutes. Wow. Do you have any parting 
parting words that you want to leave with people? Just let yourself feel what you're feeling. Yep. Just let yourself feel what you're feeling and don't, don't retreat completely. Yeah. You know, to yourself. Um, I think, I think being by yourself and grieving by yourself, there's value in that. Yes. Totally. But don't stay there, you Mm -hmm. know, reach out, you know, don't be, um, don't be afraid to ask for help Mm -hmm. for sure. I think mine would be take care of yourself Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. again, give, give yourself permission to be where you are and what you feel. Yep. And you know, don't be afraid to celebrate that person still. Absolutely. I mean, I think that I think one way that I can really just honor Amy and just keep Amy part of my life is just to, to just keep celebrating her Mm -hmm. and not be, you know, not shrink back from talking about her or, or, you know, having her still in my life. Absolutely. All right. Well, Hey, thanks for joining us on this conversation about grief and our conversation about Amy Schleybaugh, who was a wonderful person that still Mm -hmm. has an impact through her art and through Mm -hmm. her children. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just want to celebrate Amy here in the, in the last second. So thanks for joining us today. You know, whether ordinary or extraordinary, we hope you see that these These are good good days. days.